hounds of hell. My gosh, Jesse, you have impeccable timing. That was my dog. Uh, and welcome to Pod Stallions. Uh, my name is Brian, and with me to my left is Jason. How are you, sir? I'm all right. A fine mahawk to you, sir. It is Hallow's Eve. It is pretty close, yeah. No, no, we're, we're, I'm just revealing the curtain. Even though it's like, what, the 20th? We're, we're actually going to be posting oh, this on yes, Halloween. Yes, then yes. yes, it is. It is the night before Ooh. Halloween. Yes. You're right. Tomorrow the candy goes on discount. <laughs> Do you know, can I just... Oh, they're already taking Halloween stuff out of the stores here. And they're yeah. putting it up. I saw, I swear to God, not only did I see a section for, you know, things you put outside the house and in the house, like sort of, sort of awesome themed, you know, tchotchkes and things. Not exactly Thanksgiving, but not exactly Halloween. And then I saw in the card section, not just Thanksgiving cards. And who the sends those anyway i don't but get also, those also also and i'm in the card industry christmas cards there's christmas cards oh yeah the end of oh the yeah thing. we're, we're, we're doing a big push right it now. was like october 17th for god's yeah. sake oh no no i i can i can actually um i i have a story and that is um my wife and i are doing a renovation right now i've I'm, I'm been living in the basement uh for about two weeks it's it's pretty terrible and we went to uh, Rona to pick up some light fixtures and the Halloween section was already on clearance. I don't get it. And the Christmas section took up the entire area. And, and it was weird because it had a display of like reindeers facing the stuff on clearance. And they, they look like they, you know, it, the stuff on clearance looked like it was staring daggers at you mm. know because it's halloween but i was just like oh my god it is i think it was the middle of the month i think it was october 15th i and just, I, just I, I, like, I, I, whoa and i know i'm not i know i'm not crazy or just like m- m- you know mixing up my my history but like the joke used to be like the day after halloween you know <laughs> the christmas stuff i, I can, I that, can actually, that was bad I can that was back bad up enough your, i can back up your story that was because bad enough I, when it was yeah. – you didn't even have a, a morning period of 24 hours of just let the stuff go on discount and let people, you know, have a little tear in their eyes. They walk down the aisles and think, oh, is Halloween already over? That's what it used to be, like the next day. Was oh, I was, I was in a Target in um, New Jersey in 1999, and it was Halloween, and I was at Chiller Theater. And I can honestly remember watching Target employees – uh, you know, like remove the Halloween stuff and put Christmas stuff up. Yeah, at, I did it once. At I can, that hour. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I confronted someone once about it. No, I mean, in a fun way, but it was, it was <laughs> like. The, did you go on YouTube? It was like the 28th, and and I was in near that section looking at stuff, and the guy starts putting up, like, decorate, you know, Halloween era Christmas deck. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. Like, oh, it's 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 over. It's 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 time. It's over now. I said, no, 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 it's not over. There's it's it's there's three days to go before Halloween. You you, you can't doing? you can't see me right now. Said, get, but get I, the, get, I am saluting you. Get the manager. Yeah. Get the manager right now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what, Jason? You are the opposite of a Karen. 
You I am. Are, I can't. Uh, I, Jen? I, I'm, a, guess, I'm a Karen. I don't I'm know what Karen the option You're I'm a Karen Moore. Here's the problem. The, the funny thing is, for the longest time, Christmas was kind of beating Halloween. And then when you got to sort of the early, like the, up to, like say, like the mid-90s, early to mid-90s. As soon as the latchkey kids got some money. Halloween really started to ramp up where, you know, there was more happening. There was more, more aisles were taken up with stuff and wasn't just one little corner. And for, for a long time, Halloween was like, got more attention than, than Christmas did because it, you know, it was for everyone kind of. And in the last few years, it seems like people or stores just can't wait for Halloween to go in the bin and yeah. start getting the Christmas shit out. And, I mean, it's, it's also as a collector of monster toys, it's frustrating because a lot of these toys were rare because they came and went during the Halloween season. They were seasonal, uh, yeah. And then there was this <laughs> sort of impression that that crap wouldn't sell year-round. And that's where they were wrong. Like, you know, if you remember, I can remember when I turned 10, uh, my parents let me walk to the plaza, which was a couple kilometers away, so, you know, um, and across the highway. So, but I can remember that they had a shopper's drug mart in there, and, oh, my God, like, I would visit their Halloween section every day. Mm. Because not only did you get to see costumes, you got to see um, candy and weird stuff. And, and one of my uh, greatest memories of trick-or-treating was uh, one year, I'd say it was like 81 or 82, some closeout guy thought, I know how to get rid of all these gum cards. I will put them in Halloween packs. Mm. And there were these packs of gum cards in a big bag, I, I vividly remember this, like Moonraker, Black Hole, uh, Star Trek, uh, the motion picture, nothing good. Nothing that, you know. <laughs> I'm surprised, I'm surprised he still had Star Trek, the motion picture cards in 81, 82. It's oh yeah, no, but Moonraker crazy. too. Uh, and there was, I think there was Alien in there. Um, yeah, I, I remember that and I remember thinking to myself, like, I wish I had the money to buy this baggie because that's awesome, but I'm going to hit a lot of houses and see if I can get a wax pack somewhere. I never did. Sure. Uh, but apparently there's even, I've heard talk of like there were bags of comics you could give away. Legend has it. Legend has it. There were even Two towns over. (laughs) If you know, drop us a line. Well, I got to say, um, and people may disagree, but they're wrong. I think a huge part of the Halloween Renaissance, the, the reason that things really started to pick up in the 90s, the late 90s, and you know up to now, you know, fairly a fairly robust selection of things. A lot of it has to do with Nightmare Before Christmas, and I'll tell you why. Because, well, two things: Nightmare Before Christmas, but also that horror is is having its own Renaissance. Like horror is the biggest. Not franchise type thing, but the, the, there is a new horror film trailer that hits from A24 or Blumhouse or whatever. It, it's it's bigger than it's been in a long, long time. But Nightmare Before Christmas is exactly what that was when you were talking about seasonal stuff. That first, you know, when the movie first came out, the first batch of stuff that Hasbro did, the action figures, the talking doll, the oogie boogie with the bugs in and all that stuff. That stuff hit in like early October 
and by November it was all marked. It yeah. was marked down like half off. I, I think and, we've talked about this before. I, I had a yeah. really good friend who was like, "Buy all of that." Well, I got I got like a whole other set and a few other, you know. Yeah, I, I bought later, none of it. Like by '98, um, it had tripled in in value, maybe even more than that. Because you know, you know what you I had, doubled had, down because on what happened, Hasbro Stargate. You had you had June planning in Japan that started making Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in '97, '98 or so. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody really cared about it here. It just kind of came and went. And suddenly all this new Japanese merchandise, these big, tall, you know, Jack Skellington figures in coffin boxes and other PVCs and all this stuff. And it started to, to build to the point where, you know, 15 years ago, I think maybe a little less is when they first started to redecorate the haunted mansion at Disney and people went all up in arms about it, but you know, they, you know, they, they put it up for a little bit during the holidays and then, then take it down for Nightmare. But now there's like a shop there that's all Nightmare stuff. And every year, Walgreens and different pharmacies and, and Targets, they always have Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Dude, like I, they, I had to paint uh, Zero on my daughter's wall as a kid. Yeah, it was. I, I That movie is a miracle of, you know. The, Did you see it in the theater? I saw it three times in the theater. Okay. I, I absolutely loved that movie. And the fact that, you know, when you got to Oscar time, is, he wrote like 13 songs for that movie yeah. and sang them. Not a single song was nominated for an Oscar from that movie. And that, 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 that is actually one of my single best theater experiences ever. We waited. We went to the Eglinton, which is sadly gone, but it had the best sound system in Toronto. And the Eglinton was an old school theater, so it was basically a Seinfeld episode outside, you know, waiting in that line. Um, I saw a bunch of films there, but none more significant than Night Before Christmas. I was, I was just, you know, we've talked about before where I was going to all the, you know, Spike and Mike's festivals and stuff in the late eighties, you know, early nineties and, Seeing Vincent, there was a, the first festival I went to, they were, they were missing one of the shorts. And I remember the guy yeah. up front said, well, listen, you know, we don't have that, but we do have Tim Burton did an animated thing called Vincent. And they showed it. And that was the first time I saw it. So by the time, you know, his catalog was rolling out and then Nightmare Before Christmas came up, it was like, okay, I know what this thing is going to be. And I was, I was just pumped and it didn't do well. You know, it didn't, it didn't stick around long. It, but it's it's incredible the longevity that thing has had, where generation after generation now is obsessed. I mean, you know the the Elfman thing with um, who who was it? Uh, Billy Eilish that did the the live nightmare thing with Danny Elfman. I mean, like if that doesn't tell you how generational this thing is, how it's, oh yeah, no, I actually don't even think um, I don't even think we're the right generation for this. Um, I think we appreciate it, but I think younger generations have embraced it, you know? They, oh, they, they totally yeah. have. It's, it's yeah, one of those yeah. things that didn't, as opposed to some things that, you know, have their heyday at the time and then catch on and get bigger. This never really had it when it came out. It never really had that. I didn't know a lot. Except, of like, I think in my circle, like my little, you know, uh, bias reinforcement group, we were all like, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and, you, you were, you you know, that was, I'm not, don't take this the wrong way, but like, 
that was the group of you know the, the, you you were maybe more like minded. Like I'm saying, the, the people the that I knew at the time. Was well, the cool. people that I knew at the time, they didn't mind. They didn't. They embraced Batman and Beetlejuice and things like that. They weren't about to drop ten. Bucks and we called ourselves the Super Friends. A stop motion, you know, ninety minute stop motion animated thing with songs. They just weren't keen, you know. They a lot of people eventually saw it on on videotape when it came out. Yeah, those are the same people that cry when they see, like, Rudolph. So, like, I never understood that. (laughs) It's like, this is what you like, but it's better. Well, Um, but it was also, like, yeah, but it was also, like, there was nothing really to compare it to. The closest you get is, like, Mad Monster Party, and I would try to tell people, like, it was kind of like that, but you know the stuff. Okay, that, that, you, you're right. The, the, hitching your wagon to Mad Monster Party. God bless it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, just, you know, if it, was a, if it was a Christmas thing, then people would be more keen. Oh, a Christmas movie. Okay, that's, you know, something silly for Christmas. But I, I do kind of think a society in general has become to, ex, has accepted horror, for better or for worse. Oh, in many 100%. cases, it is. I think yeah. I stand by this. It's bigger now than than maybe the the you know early eighties seventies. And I say that only because there was only a handful of things that came out at that time. Compared to then, there are so many. I mean, I can sit and go to Prime and different. I'm like, oh, what is this trailer? Oh, I've never seen. Oh, what is? It? Oh, uh, um, I watched one the other night. It was actually a Canadian film uh, called Appendage, and it was crazy. And it was like an homage to. Larry Cohen and early Cronenberg almost. And it was about a, a young woman who was like a fashion designer. And she had this, this, you know, thing moving around inside her body that one day there it is scuttling across the floor. And it turns out she's got a twin that's been inside her body this whole time. And, oh, there's a bunch of people that meet, in, you know, in a basement in the city that all have twins that they keep at home tied up and try to feed them. So it just got weirder and weirder. And I was like, Whoa, where did this come from? They, you know, there just wasn't as much, there wasn't the quantity back then. So I, I think now you've got, and you've got a lot more PG 13 horror now, like those insidious movies and, you know, that stuff where it's, it's got a broader appeal, I think. And of course, you know, Hot Topic is pretty much Halloween, you know, all they year. They call now. me Sir in there. Yeah, Captain Goth. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, Are Robert you Smith. lost? Excuse me, Robert Smith. Are you in the wrong store? <laughs> but this all go, this all blends into the episode we're doing, which both of us failed. Which, to, can you remind me what we're to, doing to title? But yeah, it was kind of like oh no, uh, it's how it's trick or treat grab bag, trick or treat grab bag. So we we had thought of a couple of topics, and then we thought, you know what, let's just put it all into one uh, big. Th- this this is this is our new mind baby. Yeah, uh, we're just gonna freeform Halloween as an experience. As, uh, like, for me, Halloween, it's just, like, warm and fuzzy. Mm. Oh, my God, warm and fuzzy. Um, like, uh, that's what drives my engine, is when I think of that, I think of just, like, magic. The world yeah, I- just gets weird. I think we're 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 lucky because um, I think most people dig Halloween. I mean, I, I don't I don't I've never met anyone that doesn't like it or like oh I can't wait till it's over kind of thing. I have because we, because we love monsters and monster movies and horror movies and hammer horror and you know 
famous monsters and Fangoria and all the Starlog that put horror stuff in it and whatever. We you forgot we the Monster Times, Crestwood Books. We gravitated <laughs> toward this stuff, you know, already. And we're just kind of waiting for, you know, the larger world to kind of catch up and, you know, with, with toys and things like they. You know what? You, you, you make a good point. I, I often feel like Mark Hamill at the end of that amazing stories that we both have mixed feelings on where it's like, yeah, this is this is cool stuff. You know what I mean? Um, I've had girls from my grade school and high school. Come up to me on Facebook and go, you were always into neat stuff. And it's like, yeah, I felt self-conscious about it back then. You're like, why didn't you say it then? Yeah, why couldn't you have just thrown me just... After I got my ass kicked that day. Yeah, like, my goodness, I had no idea. Like, I thought I was just swimming up the street. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's just it's the stuff that we're kind of already into that we gravitate towards. And then, you know, I mean, I think about like like, you know, it's it's all it's all part of the same soup. But it's like it's for me, it's and it's really sad when I think about it because I've been away for so long. Um, but it's really connected to the changing of the seasons and and what the Twin Cities, you know, what Minneapolis, St. Paul, you know, is like when the wind starts kicking up and the skies get gray and it gets a little more chilly, but not too cold. And it's just the best time of year yeah. in that town. It really is. And, you know, here you don't really, I don't really have it so much. It does, you know, it does get cooler at night, of course, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing as like seeing the leaves change and, you know, those big piles of leaves going down the street and stuff, which, which, you know, when, when I look at, and I know you don't like it, but like, look, I mean, the original Halloween when I look oh, at I that, love the original Halloween. But I mean, yeah. I know, but like, but like, yeah. when I look at the town, when I see that on on oh, yeah. film, I go, "Oh my god, that that really kind of reminds me of my neighborhood growing up, Except and what it looked like tree. in the fall, and the you know, like the the, the wind kind of flipping around, and just the you oh, know, yeah. it's just it adds to the to the to the flavor of yeah, the no, monster I, stuff I did, and everything I did else. Not becomes, go, I did not grow up as north as you, believe it or not. Um, because you're a Minnesotan and I am an Ontarian, uh, you actually grew up uh, further north than I did. But yeah. I think we had very Not similar weather, weather because uh, of the Buffalo area. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and before so, you know it, you know, by Halloween or November first, you know, you might have a snowfall. Like it's already, yeah. you know. No, but, ours but I, were but more I mean temperate that, than yours because. You were on par with my uh, where my wife grew up, uh, Timmins, Ontario, and that's insane. Like that, uh, the the temperatures there. Are, I broke a finger opening uh, my trunk once there. Oh, we 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 would have to, you know, like even, you, you I mean, wore a snowsuit under your Halloween yeah. costume, and some you? of those memories are how freaking cold it was by Halloween. Like there was no snow at that point as a kid, anyway. But, yeah. you know, wearing plastic masks and, you know, sweating and, and everything. But it, it was already changing by the time you get to Halloween. But but before it even gets that cold, the changing of the seasons and that overcast, the gray sky and, and maybe a storm here and there, it, it all added to the, you know, the seasoning of monsters and oh, horror yeah. movies and everything. Yeah. Oh. And so I think I think the two are, are, are intertwined. 
Like I can't think no matter where I am for Halloween, I can't think of the seasonal thing. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's almost like, you know, as weird as it is here having Christmas without snow, you know, seeing, seeing, seeing Christmas decorations. You know, I live outside of Toronto and I've had Christmas without snow. But you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're in California and you see Christmas houses decorated for Christmas, it's a little weird. It's a little weird if you've grown up with snow. No, I, I've seen it in films know. enough. I can't place the movies, but there's so many California-based films that are yeah, it's set at Christmas. And yeah. all, all they do is just put tinsel and stuff around. Like, you're yeah, all right. You know, there's dive bars around here that still have tinsel. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not, not against it. It's just, it's, just a little, it's just a little odd. And so I think that, that the time of year and all of that combined with everything else. And it's, you know, it's spooky and scary and fun. And, and that's, that's the other thing about Halloween too. And all the, all these, you know, costumes and candy, whatever it runs the gamut from completely innocent and silly, like whatever it is, to you're downright into. sexy. Well, if you want to do like a month of Halloween type movies or scary type things, you can run the gamut from, you know, what, like what wouldn't be, a scary movie or, or a, a horror kind of movie to watch during, you know, October. Well, you could have a huge list, but then you get to the ones that are like, is Jaws, is that a horror movie? Should we be watching that in October? And should we, you know, and you can play with everything from, you know, gore. Because Joe to, Bob will come and condemn you. you oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't like that. No, it's it's bad. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's all kind of, um, there's more variety now. There's more... You know, I mean, I think it's bigger with kids, too. I think it's one of the things that's still kind of you know, yeah. kids don't watch. They don't watch movies. They don't go to movies. They don't they barely watch shows. They're mainly on TikTok and YouTube and, you know, playing with those kids with the YouTubes and the TikToks. And I don't even know if little I'm guessing little kids still go out for, for Halloween and stuff. But I think, you know, teenagers and well, that, know, that's actually they do Halloween parties. That's one thing I wanted to talk about was trick or treating. 2023 um when i was a kid that that was like a spielbergian scene you know um just how many houses participated in it um the efforts people put into it i can remember like people would do skits for us oh wow and dress up and uh, it was always great because we had to, uh, my, my best friend was named Will and, uh, it, around that time and, and Will and I had to take his sister, uh, Dee Dee, uh, with us and we didn't want to total like, you know, you could make a plot of a movie here and we would try to go to all the places. And I just remember once that like, we were greeted by like a Morticia at the door and Igor brought the treats and uh, my buddy and I were killing ourselves. Like Will and I just looked at each other and we were laughing and then we looked and his sister was crying and we both just like that, just we were laughing more, you know? <laughs> well, there was, I remember there was always a house near like, you know, it's not like we went that far as kids, like, and at this point, you know, my brothers are older, so I think my mom or my dad has kind of taken me around. Yeah, yeah maybe, like my, my sister. Maybe a neighbor and a neighbor kid or something. I forget the details. My sister's five years older than me, so 
I think like when she stopped doing it, I was just old enough to go with friends. Right. And, or yeah, you might go in a little gang or, or something, but there was always a house. Like we'd always go kind of around the block and then on the other side of the street and half of that, because the further down you went, the less, um, you know, domestic, it was more like closer to the freeway kind of thing. And, uh, there was always one house that had kind of a, a haunted house kind of thing where you could come inside the house and they put up yeah. black tarp and walk through this way and, Oh, put your hand in that. And what is this? And then, <laughs> yeah, wow. we never, I never got that full experience. Oh yeah. There was always, there was always one. And there was always one house that was my favorite. And I've said this many, many times is the family that made the little goodie bag that had the smarties in it and maybe a piece of hard candy and a, and a candy bar and then like a spider ring or, you know, uh, an eyeball. Oh, yeah, those little, those little uh, orange bags. Yeah, they would make yeah. them little. And I was like, oh, my, that was the jackpot for me. We it was a jackpot because you knew that it was just going to be a grab bag, you know, of crap. But, but you knew, but I think that's where, you know, it's got to be a, a toy fetishy type thing right there as a kid oh. where I'm like, Halloween candy's good. But there's a plastic spider ring in there too. Dude, that dude, awesome. I'm pretty sure you if know? I search this desk right now, there's a plastic spider ring. But you know what I mean? Like it, it was like a there was a there was it was like a oh yeah no I, I'm just so saying like, yeah, I there was a, there was a there was a Japanese candy they still make it and I can't I don't know what I think it's just called rice candy maybe and it's um it's in a little box that that it's got like a little you know a little cat that um, waves his hands you know that that type of thing on the on the on the box. Okay. And it's it's a rice candy that's kind of kind of chewy, but it's got this rice paper around it. So you take it out of the little plastic sleeve, and when you put it in your mouth, the rice paper that's around the gel cube, you feel it dissolve on your tongue, and you chew, and it's like it's almost like a gummy, but it's like a rice flavored. So you get super high. And you used they used to make them, and in the in the end of the box was another little mini box. So one end you open, the candy comes out, and the other end you open, and there would be a little toy inside the end of that box, ah. like a little plastic car or a little plastic lion or something. And I was obsessed with this candy because you could only find it in a few spots. It wasn't in, like, normal, you know, grocery stores. And I don't remember how I got it as a kid. But anything that gave me that little bit extra, and it was probably – that was probably tied to – eating cereal with prizes inside of it. Oh, yeah. No, that's the whole driving motivation behind Toy Ventures is I want to give a prize every time. Yeah. Like, it should be be a positive experience. And like the UK magazines, because the UK magazines did it way back in the, you know, when they were doing 2000 AD and stuff like that. They always had like a, 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 a paper dandare flyer that you could make t- t- attached to the front cover. and Oh, yeah, know, that, that's definitely where I stole the idea for Toy Ventures was like the Beano. Because yeah. I, I got a Nasher hand puppet as a kid. That's Dennis the Menace, the, the British version's dog. Yeah. And that was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, like, I, I just, couldn't believe it. When I first discovered, like, I mean, I guess the first time I ever saw that would have been the original few issues of Doctor Who Weekly. Yeah, had actually, I was going to say, the, the other time was uh, I got a um, Peter Davison sticker on the first issue of Doctor Who Monthly I had ever seen, which was at, like, Silver Snail and the early... Yeah, it was, um, the, it was like a Dave Gibbons... Uh, wasn't it like Dave Gibbons art, maybe? It was like I kind still... Of a, it's like all pink-colored, kind yeah. of pink or peach. Yeah, 
I yeah, still I have that. it. I still own that. And it was weird for Doctor Who magazine because you'd be like, well, they don't often do this. They only, they've yeah. only done this a few times. But then as I learned more about publications over there, and it, and it went right up to, you know, the late 80s buying, um, you know, Q magazine and eventually Mojo and stuff. To this day, uh, Mojo uh, still gives a CD attached to the front cover. It's like a yeah. very UK thing. And, and in fact, uh, I once talked to somebody in Europe when I was in publishing. I was in actually briefly was in software publishing and uh, they they told me. That CD, like CD-ROMs, were now completely devalued because of those UK magazines. Oh, yeah, like they had cheapened the brand of so you know, if you bought like a software, computer, like a computer magazine from the UK, it had like a CD-ROM attached. Yeah, yeah, and and th- this publishing, which was it was Bertelsmann, uh, they told me to shy away from that. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying. As a, I think, I think any statue of limitations yeah, on my yeah, they, on my career are yeah, fine. I think, you're, I think you're safe. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Thorsten is listening. Uh, but yeah, so that's how much those magazines and their freebies influence the free market, which is very interesting. Well, and they also, you know, some of them, you know, it's such a risky. I always thought it was so fascinating for some of these you know, UK comics magazines or just magazines that were tie-ins to shows or whatever. Yeah. That, you know, the kids wouldn't just come by and rip the, cause it was just taped to the front cover. It wasn't like sealed in a, it, now it's, there's a lot of them are sealed in a bag, Yeah, but it was taped to the front cover. Smash hits used to do it. The music magazine in the eighties, you'd have like a little, you know, puzzle of level 42 or something attached to the cover or something weird. But uh, that little bit extra, you know, I've, I've always kind of loved. And I think it, it came from Halloween and those goodie bags. And it must have felt like Cracker Jacks or, you know, cereal or something. And, and the thought that somebody took the time, that somebody bought a bunch of empty bags, laid out what was going to go in each one of them, and a little, you know, little spider ring or a little, you know, bat ring or something in there, too. Those oh, yeah. Like, no, the, the wonderful. You know, like, I can remember going to birthday parties. And yes. parents would give us like a thank you bag, which yes. now, which now I had to do with, you know, my kids. And it was like the Oscar bag. <laughs> like it's just yeah. right. Yeah. Thank God Art- I work in, thank God I work in children's stuff and I artisanal like, soaps. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. An iPod. Um, but yeah, I remember going to a, a parent's house and they said, oh, thanks for coming, Brian. And they, they gave me like a rack toy, you know, like I, 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 it only happened at a few kids parties, but oh, I yeah. the first time it happened, it was like, what, what is this? Like, <laughs> and it, it had like four or five things in it. And I just was like, I gotta do, I gotta go to more parties. This is, yeah, that's, I, that's I'm pretty like, sure my mom spent a whole $4 on that gift. So giving me something of equal value is weird. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that. And, and just to, to counter a point, my dad sold rack toys at that point, but even then it was sort of special to get something back. Yeah. It's just whenever it's, you know, if it's unexpected, it's the part of it is the unexpectedness of mm-hmm. a little treat that suddenly, you know, remember how you every, every now and then in the box of cereal, there'd be two prizes by accident. Mm. Happened to me like two or three Never times. happened to me. Oh, Never I have happened to me. Uh, happened. I, I, like, I have. 
I have been the onion ring and French fry recipient a million times. So, you know. It's, yeah, not not quite the same thing. It but is. Close, but close, really close. Have you kept those onion rings, those stray onion rings all these years and put them in a case? And They're, they're, they're part of me. Visit them every, every couple of weeks. Um, what about what about costumes? Were you more homemade? Were you more store? Oh gosh, no. Um, uh, we've probably done this before, but I don't care. Um, I remember my earliest memory <laughs> is going to my grandmother with like uh, a thread and going, "Can you make me a Batman costume?" And thinking that was going to happen in five seconds. All I uh, have is this thread. Yes. And I thought, you know, do do your deca deca do. Um and that that's a, that's probably like an ongoing conversation I could have about my expectations of things. But um what she did was she just took me to Wolco. And she bought me the closest thing to Batman they had for sale, which was the Collegeville The Bat, which uh, is my first experience with knockoffs, not my last. Right. Clearly, it started a trend. Yeah. Well, the next year, I was the spider. Oh. Uh, And I was wearing that mask that is uh, immortalized on the uh, Steve Miller The Joker. Right. LP, which I don't like. Uh. <laughs> I don't really, re- I only remember a couple. I mean, I, I, you know, I must've gone, you know, I remember once as a very little kid, like a clown, it was like a hand-me-down costume from one of my older brothers. Yeah. When, when you're too cat. young to protest, I was a kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, that's, that's the, I have a very vague memory of the clown thing. And then, Vader and Spock, I think pre-Star Wars, I was did one of the Spock, uh, the one that has his picture on the chest, whichever, whoever made that costume. But I don't really remember all the stuff in between it, because there must have been a new thing every... I probably did Star Wars twice, like Vader and maybe a Stormtrooper one year or something, but I just don't, I don't remember. You know, I I actually, uh, for, for a guy who has pretty good memory, I actually struggle with a few of them. Um... Because there's no photographic evidence of them. Right. But, uh, I know I was – the earliest one I can remember is being a kitty cat because there's photos of it, and I'm probably like three. Um, and then I was the bat, and I was the spider. And I know one year my mother just came home and said, you're the Lone Ranger. And I'm like, the who? You're like, and, wait, wait, for the town? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Am I like <laughs> – no, 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 no. Just for Halloween, Brian. Yeah, yeah. But I was kind of like, I, I remember that one going like, okay. And I want to say she did the same thing of like, let's get you a Star Wars. And I'm, I'm positive I was a stormtrooper, but I cannot find a single bit of evidence to that. Uh, and I know I was Yoda, Boba Fett. Um. And I want to say my last Halloween was Creature from the Black Lagoon. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was uh, Sid Vicious. Oh, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Um, basically, 
I or Johnny Rotten. I can't remember who I was going for at that, but my sister helped me with that one. I was uh, 13 years old. I got a lot of accolade for that one. It was fun. I think my last one I remember, again, must have been 13, 12 or 13. Yeah. It's that time when you people would talk about it and you go, are you still going to, you you do go out for home? And like, well, I mean, this was going to be my last year. But yeah, I mean, just this last time. And it was like a last minute thing and it was Dracula. And slicked the hair back, did a little V on the forehead, did some white makeup. I don't know what I wore for a suit, but then needed a cape. And so we took a black trash bag and and you know tied it around my neck and i walked around with a trash bag uh, cape that was the last and i i think i've only dressed up a couple of times as an adult for halloween as much as i love this stuff and i love seeing people dress up and you know every year in west hollywood there's a, a parade it's not a parade it's more like they cut off west hollywood santa monica boulevard for you know a huge distance and it's just like this like a mardi gras type parade thing where everybody is just the costumes are incredible. Like I remember one year it was like people were dressed like the, you know, like they were in Amadeus, but it was all bubble wrap. Like every outfit was made of bubble wrap. And the Martian girl was, was on roller skate. She had this hoop hoop dress and people really get serious and it's fun. You can't drink on the street, but you can go into the bars in West Hollywood and, and get a drink, but there's always lines and stuff, but you just walk, you know, seven, eight blocks just to take all this in. And I love that stuff. As much as I love it, not a big dressing up in costume person or, or you know, cosplay. Like, I'm I'm interested in cosplay. I, I admire people that do it and everything, but it's never been. And it's, people always wonder when I talk about how much I love Halloween. They're always like, you don't dress up? I'm like, not, no, not really. I like seeing other people dress up, but no. Yeah, I'm a bit dress up shy. Um, my best adult costumes were... Uh both chiller theater related. I think uh, one year I went as Ash from Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Sean did my makeup. Sean Sean has an Oscar now, so that's kind of awesome. Um, but, for that? Uh, yeah, no, for that, absolutely. Yeah. But I had, like, this little uh, Fisher-Price chainsaw for a mm-hmm. hand. Nice. Uh, that was kind of fun. But, I, you know... Um, and then a few years later, I, I dressed as Action Jackson, you know, uh, the Migo oh, figure. I was going to say, not Carl Weathers, right? No, that wouldn't work. That would be uh, the, the doll. And, you know, I, I actually, kids in the hall inspired glued sideburns to my head. And, um, yeah, I, I, what was really funny was I was going down the elevator and this guy goes, oh, I'm so sorry what I did to you. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, man, I put a firecracker in your ass when I was 10. That was the best thing I'll take away from ever being dressed up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. He noticed it. Yeah, I dressed up I dressed up a couple of times. Once was um, Alex from The Clockwork Orange mm. uh, in, like, the late 90s. And I think I won best costume at work when I was working on this TV show. We were all in the newsroom kind of um, and and wore it down the down the uh, down in West Hollywood and uh, walking around. And what was the other one? I can't think of the other time. Um, might have been Spalding Gray. I won a Spalding Gray one year. No way. No, it's a 
kidding. I didn't go with Spalding Gray. Oh, I was going to no. say you too. <laughs> I'd love to see a little kid go with Spalding Gray. Just carry a chair around with him and sit behind it and just start monologuing every few feet. That would be fun. You know, when I was a kid, I saw Where the Buffalo Roam. Uh, I doesn't surprise me. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like in the theater, you went and saw in the theater? No, it was on. I think it got quickly sent to television. Yeah, it did. Very and um, I remember my. I don't know who had it, but it was like a calligraphy pen. Right. And I walked around the house with sunglasses and that calligraphy pen in my mouth for longer than I want to admit. I believe it. Yep. You should. That would have been a good costume. <laughs> As a 13-year-old, that would have been good. Pretentious douche. <laughs> Bucket hat, sunglasses, <laughs> Hawaiian shirt. I do like the I do like the trend. There's a fun trend, you know, and it's much better than, you know, you know, pictures of your kids like they just came out of, you know, baby gap, like they're all just pristine. They're wearing seersucker suits and shit. I hate that shit. But I like it when when parents go the extra mile with the kids costume. Oh, like yeah. Was, there was a picture that went around a couple of years ago of a, a kid, you know, I mean, it must have been six or seven dressed as Rocket Raccoon. But it was incredible. Like the dad had spent all this time on it. It was, it was amazing. Like you know, fur arms and boots and stuff. Oh yeah, but my friend uh, Dave Lockwood, um, who's really been a help to Toy Ventures and some of the publications like Rack Toys and Knockoffs, he he made national attention for dressing his baby as uh, Baby Groot. Oh, okay. I haven't seen like in the little in the little flower pot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. See, I yeah. love that shit. That's great. That's uh, that's fun because you didn't didn't really do that much back in the day. Like parents, yeah. they, they'd make what you wanted and they they you know they put it together with what was in the house, but they didn't exactly you know it wasn't like a special effects extravaganza kind of. So um, let's let's uh, talk about trick or treating a little bit. What is the weirdest thing you ever got in the the trick or treat bag? Um, you know, weirdest. I mean, I can think of lamest, but we, I think there was. <laughs> I think there was. Well, like you know, the lamest is such a like a personal mileage situation. Yeah, and I realize whatever I'm going to say is going to offend somebody. Um, weirdest, especially the people say, at Big Apple. There was there was somebody um there was one year I remember that there was like a you know a little kind of flyer that got into the bag for like you know Jesus is Lord have you thought about this and you know like a little you know like one of those little not a pamphlet but like a little almost like a little prayer card kind of thing about Jesus or something mm-hmm. and I just kind of went oh what's this like you know I, I might have shown it to my parents like oh somebody must have put that in here you know um but that was just odd to find. I didn't even know what it meant as a kid, really. But, um, I mean, lamest would – somebody always had the the peanut butter things that were wrapped in black and orange wax paper. They were just this generic – I don't even know if it was peanut butter. It was like a generic toffee that oh. was always really sold in bulk. And you'd always have a dozen or more of those, you know, like you just set aside, like not eating those. And then circus peanuts is the cliché. I guess. Um, 
But th- those would be like, and maybe like the occasional Apple or something. I did get that once or twice. But weirdest, I mean, n- nothing comes to mind really. For me, it would be pennies. Pennies in the just they yeah, just just, they would oh. cost errant change, and uh, like to be fair, I've been on the other side of this. I, I remember when I lived with like three other people uh, in downtown, like in Jane and Finch in Toronto, and like on my way home from work, I was like, "I'll grab this little bag of lollipops. It's Halloween." And we realized there was like ten thousand children in our little complex. Right. And I started giving them change. I gave them, uh, my mother had given me when I moved out, like a Costco thing of hot chocolate. And it was like, uh, was she just throwing this out? Because I don't really like hot chocolate. Um, So I was giving the kids hot chocolate. And then eventually we just had to turn the lights out. Yeah. And they were like, we can see you. But I mean, but I mean, the, the penny thing is not that. Cra- I mean, it's weird, but it's not that crazy in that for little kids, pennies were like, oh, if I get ten more of these, I can get this. Yeah, like, you know, the, there were gumball machines, and there were, you know, it's just not a thing anymore, really. For for you know, um, I, I mean, kids collected pennies probably more. Like, it, I guess it's, I kind of get where they're coming from. It might not have been that they ran out of. Zagnuts or whatever. Like to me, it reminds me of um, the. I think it's the second episode of the Christopher Eccleston Doctor Who, where he doesn't have a gift, and he's just like, "Oh, I bring my gift, the air from my lungs," you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, I mean, it's a little odd, I guess, but you know, you know, maybe you get five pennies, you get. Get five more, you get a dime. Before you know it, you're you got a pack of gum cards. <laughs> it, it, it is odd. I've ne- I've never heard that before. I've definitely never heard that before. Okay, yeah, no, that they and I think it's also like the violent way they were flicked into your bag. <laughs> like, yeah, I gotta break your chips. Well, you must have been walking around at some point, like, why am I jangling? Like, what is that yeah. noise? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I got some cash too. So, um, um, you were a pillowcase guy, right? No, oddly enough, not until much later. Um, like the you had before. two older brothers. Yeah, but I I did the I had that freaking plastic pumpkin bucket. That's what I had. Like that that seemed to be the standard, you know, as a kid was. Yeah. And I you know I, I think back and go, God, I could have gone much further. Like you know, sometimes we like, okay, let's take it back and dump it out, and we'll come back to the spot and we'll go again. So we did that a couple of times. I do remember that, but it was always that plastic pumpkin bucket that I thought as a kid was like, well, this is the, from the Halloween handbook, here's the device. <laughs> this had a forward by Forrest J. Ackerman. I don't use this throughout the year, except for tonight, with what it was made for, to take candy and put it in. The Forrest Almanac. The last, uh, <laughs> the very last year and the year before, I think I did the, the pillowcase. Oh, but you know, goodness. I did it. I, you know, I've lived in different spots in LA, and having, most, having an older sister maybe helped me there. Most of the places I've lived were not really not conducive to trick or treaters because it was in an apartment, you know, a complex. Even if it was two stories with a pool, like nobody came to that building. And, and then oh they, yeah, like I went, the last apartment I lived in, they just asked you to bring candy to the lobby, and you know, I have no idea who took it. Yeah. And then yeah. the other places that I lived was like, 
it would, it would you know, we'd, you'd have to kind of come out further from where the property was, like out toward the sidewalk. They didn't know. Did you leave the light on? Whatever. And I remember one year, this is maybe, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, wherever this spot was I was living, where as the night went on, these kids were like, they were like 25 years old. I mean, they, 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 they were little kids, little kids, little kids, little kids. And then at a certain point in the evening, these kids were like, trick or treat. And like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. dude, you know, and they were, they were, and they would drive in from other areas. Like in LA, they don't just stick to the neighborhood. They jump in the car and go to the next neighborhood with these big sacks, these big pillowcase things and just oh, go nuts. Uh, let let me tell you a story because it, it's funny. Um, we have a friend who got married about 10 years ago and um, his wife had a son. And uh, so we got to know the son. He was in high school right by us. And we were trick-or-treating with our kids one night, and he comes walking by. And he's like 70. And my wife goes, Matt, and stops him. And he's like, hi. Because he's not even in the costume. He's just trick-or-treating. Yeah, that was the other part of it. And, 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 and she goes, open the bag. And she just drops like peanut butter cups and goes, you can go. Yeah, but that but that was another part of it. It's like some of them, like, you could tell they sort of, like, stuck a wig on. Oh, yeah, on, but you know what? on some blood on the mouth or something. But then as the night went on, it was like, what are you guys, what are you dressed as? Uh, you know, we're punk, whatever. Like, Five guys in hoodies. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're the guys coming to take your shit. Give us some candy, you know? It was like, you're not even trying. Like what are but you, you know what? And you know, me, but I mean, as things go, where you're like, you know, come on, guys, what are you doing? You're, you're taking my candy with me. As, as things go, it's like it's only candy. And part of me goes, why do you want candy so bad? Like, are you a bunch of junkies? Are you all like smackheads? Why do you want sugar so bad? Like, you're you're, you're 17. You're probably 20. Like, what? This is why do you want to take candy away from kids and and come to houses like? You know, I guess in the, in the world, it's better that they're doing that than, you know, oh, hell. breaking into and, a GameStop. And, and in those instances, I've always just gone, here you go. Uh, yeah, I didn't, like, ask for their IDs. And oh, yeah, no. It's just but like, it was like, you know what, oh, so fine. what are you? What are you guys? Oh, okay. You know, and you give them. But, but it was more that as they walk away, you go, what are you? Why aren't you down at the river with, like, a keg <laughs> or something? Like, yeah. what, what are you? Why are you coming out to get candy? You know, but, but then, then, I, but then trying yeah. to get high somehow. The other part of my brain goes, oh, well, you know what? That's nice. They're 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 yeah. not they're not. It's kind of sweet, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of sweet. They yeah. still like candy. They could have put a little effort out. But, you know, fine. Yeah. Candy, but, but that is that is the same reason that I love Halloween is like my wife works at a school and sometimes parents call in and say that. This is a satanic thing. And I, how, I always think, like, call, how, how, how is strangers coming to your house asking you for something and you giving it to them with no intention of any kind of repayment? How is that Satan? You know, like, that just seems like um, a good way to be. I haven't, and, heard, I haven't heard that kind of. Halloween. Yeah. I haven't heard that shit for a long time, but maybe it must still be still be going on, you know, like but yeah, it, it, it disappoints group. me because I mean there's nothing 
to me, Halloween is childhood. To me, it taught me valuable lessons. Um, a friend of mine recently said in a video, his favorite people are monster kids because monster kids have empathy. And, um, yeah, I get that. I totally I don't know. get that. Halloween taught me to worship Satan. So I guess you did it wrong. Satan. I've worshipped Satan from childhood because of Halloween, so I guess I'm doing it right. Because we're going to have to, you know, a a, a seance or something. I don't know what to do. To the devil of daughter. To Um, the devil of daughter. Wasn't that a, that was like on the top shelf. I couldn't rent that. That was a, that's a pretty hardcore, um, I think it's a hammer. I think it's one of the last hammers in this early 70s. Uh, Richard Widmark is in it, and it's Anastasia Kinski, right? I think Kinski's in it too. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty nasty. Um, but I think it's one of the last official kind of early seventies or mid seventies hammers. I think you might be right. I, I, I can't. I don't have a book or uh, <laughs> the energy to reach over. Yeah, it's just from memory. Someone, yeah. somebody will correct it in the comments. I'm sure someone will go. Actually, actually, it was the second to last hammer officially, and it wasn't <laughs> Richard Widmark. It was Richard Krenna. So I, who someone, who is everyone doing in that voice? Is it, are we all doing comic book guy with that voice? Well, we used to do that voice before comic book guy. That's that's why that. That's that's why brilliant. I want to kind of find like it's let's, so brilliant. Let's, Let's do. Like, oh, I guess you know about that, huh? I guess you're gonna find it. And that's not comic book guy, but there was always a kid that you know, you know, like my brother. Would be like, we have oh, to find I guess, this. I guess you did, huh? Well, I guess now you know. Like this, woo, is, woo, this woo. is this is our Wilfred or Wilhelm scream. We we need to we need to find the origin of that guy voice. I think it was just we used to do that voice, and we used to. Oh, uh, excuse me, pardon me. Could I please get a you know, like the the yeah. nerdy guy that would come in? We do that. Was well, the Mr. the Mr. Show guys called that the Oh No guy? <laughs> we used to do it all the time because it was in in the in the Python episodes. It'd always be like, Ah, uh, excuse me, pardon me. <laughs> and so we, you know, if my brother was making fun, like, Oh yeah, my name's Jason, and I I went downstairs and didn't mean to. Blah blah blah. You know, and it just became a thing. But the the comic book there that that sort of like oh no I guess you don't know do you woo 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 you know we would do <laughs> shit like that and then when it so when it hit the Simpsons you're like oh my god totally know this guy oh yeah no I'm I'm not disputing that I just wonder if like if Hank Azaria didn't create it where did it come from I don't know it's 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 just a perfect amalgam amalgamation of uh, of those guys that type of guy but um but so for me it's you know. You know, and I'm single, but when I've been in relationships, I have always tried to be like, hey, come on, it's it's October, you know, and let's let's try to watch scary movies. And, you know, it's easier to do when you're alone. I get it because you can just watch what whatever you want. I got a, a buddy who um, has a baby, like a six month, it's like six month old, I think. And he's just got this backlog of stuff he's trying to watch that he can't get to because between work and, you know, baby duties and stuff. But. I've got all the time in the world to watch all kinds of crap. And, <laughs> um, uh, but I try to, cause I'm sure you do this too with October is like, cause you, the thing is we, we watch scary stuff and monsters of all year round. Yeah. And so usually in October you go, well, I mean, I'm going to try to maybe watch something I haven't seen. And then tomorrow night is comfort food. It's the exorcist or it's whatever. 
you know, and I and, actually, I actually view October as a like a comfort food period where I watch the things I know I love. So you don't uh, watch anything new during? Oh, I, I will. I I watch something new every week. Well, know? that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah. if you, so if you have your little calendar of what's okay, here's what I'm doing this. No, week. but if, if 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 it's me and the missus who is an equal uh, Halloween aficionado, um. You know, Halloween 3, we gotta watch. We gotta watch the original Halloween. Uh, there's probably half a dozen movies we would love to sit through during this period. And, you know, she, she likes John Carpenter, which is great. And, uh, we have, we have a high threshold between the two of us. For what? For violence or for blood or what do you For mean? horror. We can, we can both stomach a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like there's, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like, well, I don't like, I, I think I get more offended than her sometimes. Like, are you, but would you draw the line at something like, uh, like hereditary, you know, or, or, uh, serpent in the rainbow? Like, does that fit into the, the horror? Uh, I, I'm not as predilected to those kind of things, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, I don't like the, the supernatural ones. Okay. In in the form of demons and spirit, eh, ghosts, nah. Uh, but that's just a personal preference, you know. I'm not going to denigrate anyone for liking those kind of films, but uh, and you don't like slasher either. No, I I just you know personally despise. Them. Yeah, I don't I don't dig a slasher either. Like I like uh, horror, like stuff that's got more of a you know, sends a shiver down your spine kind of thing, and it might have killed. But like any of the torture porn stuff, like any of the the Eli Roth and, you know, the Saw stuff. It's just not my... But, you know, that that's why I champion a movie like Halloween, where this is a suspenseful film. You have to respect that film. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but there there's a lot of stuff that just copies it. Like, I can't sit through a Friday the 13th. Yeah. Um, I've they just all, never did anything for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have friends who were fans, but it's like, eh, there's nothing here. And I've always had a huge problem with, like, Freddy Krueger because it's like he was a creep. He got his comeuppance, and yeah, now he he's a, getting revenge. He was like a pedo. Yeah, and it's like, got, you know, it's none, none, no. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm up and down on that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's been a lot of gems in horror. Um, like Candyman I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Event Horizon. Great. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, for, I don't tend to watch it at, you know, at Halloween, but I, I did rewatch it like a year ago. But these underrated things, these things that sort of, you know, did nothing when they came out. Um, <laughs> Carpenter did one called In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, yeah. My, my friend Sean actually did the effects for that. That is a, Really creepy, fun movie that throws in, you know, uh, Lovecraft and riffing on, on Stephen King. And, but if you haven't, if anybody is out there hasn't seen that. Have you read Sutter Kane? It's an underrated horror. Yeah. And I'll give you, I'll give you a new one that I discovered, uh, a while back, uh, that I highly recommend because it just, it's unsettling kind of horror, which I like, which is called The Empty Man. And I know what you're probably thinking and what people listening are thinking. Oh, is it like the Slender Man? And is it like the Tall Man? And is it like the Blah Blah Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, I didn't know what this thing was when I watched it. And as I read about it after I saw it, it became this, like, what, how did they make this? It was this movie that came out. They filmed it in 2017. Um, it didn't come out until 2020 during the pandemic around Halloween. The studio just buried it. Like the first cut came in. They hated it. Went back, made it 90 minutes. It, it tested even worse. And then it came out and nobody really paid attention. The reviews were dismal. But if you trust me and my taste, I recommend The Empty Man. It is a disturbing, uh, not graphic, not bloody kind of thing, but um, put it this way. It's got like a, 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 a an opening, a prologue that's 20 minutes before the, the title credits come up. And it's, you know, in like Nepal or something. Hmm. And it's about this this game that kids do where like the legend is if you, you know, if you make a little sound with a bottle or something and say, you know, empty man, come empty, that, you know, and like day one, you might hear him day two, you might see him and day three, something happens. Um, but this lead character is a former cop who's uh, friends with this neighbor and her daughter that, that has gone missing. And he's trying to figure out what, and it just keeps going. And you're like, where is this going? Steven Root shows up in it. Um, the main guy, is, uh, the main guy you recognize is, uh, uh, James, uh, Badge Dale, I think his name is, he's been in loads of stuff. Uh, but it's really good. It's like a creepy horror, like, where is this thing going? And, um, that's hard to pull off, but it's, but some of the, the, the shots and, and the way this guy, first time director filmed it, I love being surprised by, by stuff, you know, um, like, did you bother with the newest Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. hard. It is hardcore. <laughs> it is a hardcore Evil Dead movie, but it's it's very good. But I love that we got so many choices, you know, so I'll try to do something new and then turn around and watch like a comfort one. And then, you know, if something else gets. Yeah, to actually, I, I did start Dog Soldiers. Mm, OK, something I haven't seen in. I actually don't even know if I have seen this one or if I'm getting it mixed up with the, there was a Mary Van Peebles uh, film at that same time that wasn't as good. Um, but in a heartbreak Ridge. Yes. That's exactly. Uh, or was it uh, Navy seals? Yeah. Navy seals. Yeah. It was Navy seals. Uh, well, you've seen the follow up, right? You saw the descent. The descent yeah. is the follow up to dog soldiers. Yeah, well, Neil Marshall. Same director? Same director, oh. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm well aware of The Descent, yes. That is, that is like Hall of Fame creepy horror thing to watch as well. Yeah, but, you a, know, friend I, of, a friend of mine is really passionate about that film. Like he, just, he recommends it if somebody says, do you want to see a scary movie? Yeah, it is, it is scary. And sadly, his, he hasn't really lived up to the promise of those two movies. The other he's he's made, but I'm still hoping, you know, but, uh, but you know, the fun thing is you can, I'm going to watch Frankenstein tonight, the original Frankenstein. And, uh, you know, I usually do the universal stuff, uh, throughout the month. Um, try to find, you know, maybe some more to like sort of be older movies that I haven't seen or, you know, monster type things, check those out, but it's great. Cause it's, you know, it just makes it all feel more celebratory if you're doing it in, in October, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, I like everything about the fall. <laughs> I'm an autumn. Uh, I 
tend to not enjoy summer because I, I, I sweat. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is my favorite time of year. What's your, what do you do for, okay, cause I know you guys like doing, you know, you'd like to bake now and then or do things like, besides, um, can, like, what's your favorite candy? What's your favorite candy? Halloween candy? Not, let, me, let me go, let me, let me be more specific. What's your favorite fun size candy? Doesn't have to be the full candy bar. So favorite fun size, mm. pop in the mouth, couple of bites. And then do you guys do cookies and fun little, you know, cakes and shit? Yeah, I think, I think, I don't think we do it anymore. Everything has to be wrapped. But, uh, I remember popcorn balls and apples and that sort of thing. Um, I just want to think, uh, I think, oh, fun size, greatest fun size thing. I'm going to say Wonder Bar. Wonder Bar. Oh, wow. That's a Canadian. That's Cadbury's Canadian. Wonder Bar. It yeah. is a chocolate and peanut butter combination that, like, when I, I, when I set up at U.S. shows, I bring a box of those because I think it's kind of a fun talking point, like free Canadian candy. Mm. And, um, I enjoy talking to people about it. And, um, but I'd have to say that like those people don't get as many wonder bars <laughs> because I eat. Cause you're eating them all. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that, uh, so that, that's, you do the fun size of those. Um, I'm going to say as a, like, if, if there was a bucket of all these different fun size, um, I might, I don't know. Snickers is just so cliche. Cause it's like, it's got protein in it, you know, and, <laughs> you know, it's got peanuts in it too. Um, <laughs> but I might grab a three musketeers cause it's, it's easy. It's in a couple of bites. You get that. That, yeah, that I nougat. think there's something weird between your Three Musketeers and our Milky Way. I can't remember. No, it's um, I think it's uh, uh, do you have the Marathon Bar? No. Okay, because in the UK the Marathon Bar became Snickers, but they're nothing like each other. Okay, but there's some sort of Mars Bar, Three Musketeers, Milky Way thing going on. So maybe the Mars Bar, your Mars Bar, is our Snickers. Has it got peanuts in it, the Mars bar? No. Oh, okay. So three musketeers, your three musketeers doesn't just have nougat in it by itself? You know, it's been a while. Well, you should have had this shit ready in front of you. Start <laughs> taste testing. I'm All sorry. What's wrong with you? Please um, accept this resignation. But the beauty of that other element of Halloween with candy and such scrumptious things yeah, maybe you can't get a, a a cookie that looks like a pumpkin or a ghost all year round, but you can get candy all year round. That's not yeah, easy. So you can you can do it all year round. Whereas Christmas stuff, it's kind of like you know who who eats a fruitcake, you know, after the holidays. Who eats a fruitcake at the holidays? Nobody. Nope. Nobody's ever eaten a fruitcake in their lives. I think there's only a hundred and twenty-two thousand actual fruitcakes in existence. Really? Yes. Well, they just not, keep getting passed around. Still not being eaten. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, what's fun, too, is going on to YouTube. There are so many Halloween TV specials that are just floating around on YouTube. And um, I just watched one. Um, 
the year there almost wasn't a Halloween. Oh. 1979 with Judd Hirsch. Oh, yeah. I think, we, I think we've brought this up before, but... I don't that, remember it, but you might that, have brought that it up. That really like, hasn't it, aged well. It is so dire. It I is am so Dracula. Marriott Hartley's the witch who refuses to fly over the moon to start Halloween because she wants, like, a raise and stuff. And John Shook, uh, poor John Shook. It's like, well, who, do we got, who do we got that can play Frankenstein's monster? Is John Shook available? Yeah, That's stick big him in dork. There. Big dork with a weird face. Yeah, put him in the makeup again. Get him in there. So he's he's Frankenstein's monster. And I think the werewolf was the... Who's the guy? Who's the guy from the Bob Newhart show that spoke monotone? He was always, "Hey Bob," you know. He's not not Bob, not the neighbor, but the guy that, you know, Mister Carlson or whatever it was, in the Bob Newhart show. Really, Mister Carlson? Wasn't it Mister Carlson? I think he was the werewolf in this, or the Wolfman in this oh thing. Oh my god! Did you ever see the the remake of the Wolfman? By the way, with the. Uh, uh, Benicio Hopkins, and yeah. Joe Johnson. Uh, yes, I did. I saw it. Yeah, I watched. I watched the director's cut uh, a couple weeks ago. It's got like twenty, thirty extra minutes, kind of thing. Um, that's a good movie. I don't. It's 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 not a it's not a fun movie. It's very dark and very sad. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I left. Good... I left that movie thinking. I'm not sure why I don't care about this, uh, because it. It did a lot of things right. Yeah, the, I guess it, like the stuff that was weak when he turns and it's so violent. I didn't expect it to be quite as graphic and violent as it was. Um, but it kind of makes sense that Andrew Kevin Walker wrote the script and it was R-rated. Um, I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, R-rated old school monster stuff. So I like the I like the transformation. I mean, I like the wolf. The, the design that Baker did and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not a bad movie. I don't know why it gets so, you know, it gets no love. But the director's yeah. cut is better, I think. Really? I have to check that out then. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty easy to, to find. But uh, what else did we miss? Anything else? Any, um, any, uh, any other Halloween highlights? Things, traditions? Uh, I, I, I don't... <clears throat> Pardon me. I don't remember. You guys have uh, Mischief Night, and uh, I well, don't remember that in Canada. Every every night with me, right? It, of course. As you, aren't you also part of the Purge crew? Yes, I'm also part of the Purge crew. Halftime uh, in the, each month. Um, the the Mischief Night is it? What what is this tonight? What is this again? I don't know if I know what this is. Well, October thirtieth. And what happens? Mischief. Well, but I mean, does that mean like egging houses and toilet paper? Yeah, and I guess and... so. Yeah. Oh, that kind of makes sense. I don't know if I've ever heard a call. I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. For the kids. For the kids. No, my my uh, when I was a uh, like thirteen or fourteen, my sister was dating a guy from New Jersey, and he always called it Mischief Night. Mischief Night. I, I, I'll have to look that up. Or Devil's here's, Night. Here's a fun question. When did, and please nobody write us letters or take this the wrong way, when do you think the sexy Halloween thing started to happen? Was it in the 90s? Was it Because it wasn't in the 70s or 80s, I don't think. When did it kind of happen where 
oh, it's a sexy zombie. It's a sexy Bride of Frankenstein. It's a sexy, you know, well, sexy I, robot. I don't have the catalogs handy, but I just think that the the word sexy got injected because it, there's always an adult component to the Halloween costume catalog. And uh, the the female stuff has always been a little racy. Like, like, but, you know, like, fun, playful, kind of sexy, but not like hubba hubba sexy, right? Well, I think that's just, you know, the the uh, expectations of society. The changing times. The changing times. Dirty hippies. I, hey, uh, listen, I'm all, I'm all for it. Let me be clear. I, I have nothing against it. I just remember, like, one year it wasn't there, and the next year, like, how come there's so many nurses this year? Like, what's... How many sexy Dr. Phil's do I have to run into? A lot of garters this year. Oh, and I'm, I'm just in a store, and it's August. I like clever costumes. I like the people that put a little extra time. You know, oh, like, most definitely, you know, yeah. words or, like, yeah. you know, obscure. I actually yeah. think that may be one of the reasons I don't dress in costume or cosplay is... Um, I just can't come up with something so clever, you know? <laughs> right. Well, you can come up with, you can come up with stuff from like the lower budget stuff you, you like. Like, even if, even if only two people in the room get it, it's, it's better than just showing up like a werewolf again. I guess. I don't you know? know. Like, you could get a fright wig and a tash and be, um, the Dracula from that movie you like. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Well, I'm just saying that would be, you know, get a couple guys in the room going, oh, yeah, that's the, you know, it's a pretty easy one to do. You just got to get yeah. a standard black cape with red lining to put up, put the collar up. and. Well, you obviously don't know anything about Dracula versus Frankenstein. Oh, I apologize. I'm going to my room, slam. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't cure mean, music on 10. I didn't mean to diminish it in any way. I apologize. But that would be a fun costume. Just something to think about is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a deep reconciliation. There's still time. It's the 30th. You can still get out there and get something. Well, 30th. I don't even know if we'll be uh, participating in Trick or Treat this year because of the renovation we're going through. Ah. Yeah. Do you guys ever Which... have, do you have like a, a haunted house, a local thing that happens every year, like a haunted house that you buy tickets for? Well, I gotta there? tell you, um, no, well, yeah, actually, you're right. We, we used to, uh, there's a place downtown called Kids Safety Village, which is a, I think it's a community center to teach kids how to use streets and, mm. you know, navigate the roads. And so it is actually like a, um, one third size town. Mm. So you're walking around it like you're the amazing colossal man, which is 100% of the reason I ever showed up to these things. Mm -hmm. But they would have a haunted evening for kids over the weekend of Halloween, and it was pretty brilliant. Mm. Um, absolutely super fun. The kids loved it. Um, my daughter got scared by the world's worst Dracula. <laughs> We're talking an eighth grader with like shoe polish, Count Floyd. You know, he got up and she freaked out. And I actually have video of it because I had, to, you can hear me going, oh, 
and turn the camera. <laughs> I've got, I actually, now that I think of it, I don't remember what this connection was, but I must have been sixth grade, fifth or sixth, seventh grade or something. Somebody who knew someone was like, hey, there's a haunted, you know, that haunted house type thing that's up there, whatever it is. We need some people for Saturday night to, you know, put on makeup and be ghouls and kind of jump out and kind of scare people. I think they gave us like 10 bucks each or something. And me and my friend were like, yeah, we'll do it. Totally. And, um, and so we did it and I just got the shit beat out of me because, <laughs> you know, you're trying to go like, blah, and it's like, boom. Oh, oh yeah. In the face. And then like someone else, like inside of the head and then, you know, kicked Dude. in the shin. And I was just black and blue by the time the thing was done. We, we, we put makeup on like zombies kind of. There's a picture somewhere. And, uh, and that was it. I'm like, okay, I'm never doing this again. Forget it. I, I can remember when I was, I think, 12 or 13, I was at the X. It's a, you know, one of those horror, um, chamber of horrors, dark rides that's still there. Mm. And at the very mm. end, a carny, like wearing like a Kim Mitchell iron on, uh, would come out at you with a rubber mask. And I punched that guy right in the head. Oh, man. And I'm sure that, like, my little boy fist didn't do much, but, like, you know, times a hundred. <laughs> How does yeah, that work? So, you know? <laughs> I guess you didn't really, didn't really, you know, didn't really get what the haunted house was. It One day it was like, there's just start jumping out at people. Instead of it being like this immersive experience where, you know, it's creepy things are floating around, take your time. One year, all of a sudden it became, no, no, jump out at people and scare them. That's all it is. And that's all they became. And I, that was my one night of doing that. And I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Too dangerous. Did you also learn the lesson that being a pin boy sucks? Being a what? A pin boy. A pin boy? Yeah. What's like at, at a bowling alley. Oh, a pin boy. Yeah. It was like being a pin boy, basically. Yeah. yeah. A friend of mine was trying to recruit me to, for that. <laughs> yeah. That's very, very close to what it was like. Yeah. You know, I thought, well, we could meet some girls. Maybe we could meet some girls. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. I'm like, what were we thinking? We're in makeup, jumping out at people, scaring them, getting smacked. Yeah. We met some girls, but they punched us in the face. <laughs> <laughs> they want, they want nothing to do with you. Nothing afterwards. to do with a, a zombie, a dead person. So uh there you go. There's a there's a bunch of bunch of Halloween treats for you to put in your pumpkin bucket. Yeah, um let us know some of your Halloween traditions or stories. Uh this is just kind of a free for all. Yeah. Your your favorite candies, stories, costumes, what's a what's a go-to movie or show that you watch every year? Hey, uh, what is your favorite costume of all time? Like, of people, you mean, or of me? No, what that you wore where you were strutting around like you were John Travolta in 1979. I, it's got to be the, it's got to be the, the Darth Vader from 77, 78, whatever it was. Yeah. It's got the picture of him on the chest with the yellow background. Oh, I know it well, yeah. Yeah, the classic mask with the giant eye holes. And there's a photo, I think I've sent it to you, where I had like a windbreaker on underneath it my mom's red gloves with leather palms and I don't know what I was wearing, you know, for trousers and boots and stuff, but like the, you know, the, the least threatening Vader of all time, but it, and I had a stocking cap on too like, <laughs> to, to, to make it look like the helmet, you know, kind of thing. And, 
that had to be because a I've got a picture of it and b it was just like I remember finding that costume and going oh, what the, oh my god they made costumes for Star Wars and just scooping it up right away and I was always kind of pissed they never made a Han Solo Ben Cooper never made they made Luke I think they made Leia they made You're right. Boba Fett Yoda Vader I don't know if they made Chewbacca if that was too hard to make but I think they did I think they did. Yeah. They made R2, which is weird. That's a weird costume, a weird mask. And they made 3PO, Stormtrooper. They did not make a Han Solo Halloween costume. And uh, let me tell you, I wrote a few letters to 20th Century Fox back in 77, 78. Never heard back. <laughs> Never heard back. I, I would have to say for me, Boba Fett was That's the most costume. badass <laughs> I ever felt. Although... Uh, you know, Johnny Rotten would be a, a close second because there was a confidence in that. But damn, Boba Fett. But that was good. Wasn't that a good one? Because the, the chest was his actual armor. It wasn't like a picture of him going, hi, I'm Boba Fett. No, it was, it was a picture a- of the action figure. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was the armor. No, no, it's like his action figure. Oh, it's like uh, he's wearing which, a of his action figure. Yeah, which is totally cool because I've probably done that in my life. Um, but I think for me, like, th- this makes the most sense for me about Star Wars is that the coolest stuff in Star Wars was the stuff you had to kind of, like, think about what it was, like the Clone Wars or Boba Fett's backstory. So it just became kind of your thing. Yeah. So Boba Fett, to me, was this incredible badass. Yeah, and a total mystery at that point. Nobody yeah, and, and, and I loved it. And, you know, the Clone Wars, you just wanted to know more, and you had your own vision for it. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that actually kind of works for the backlash of this, too, was it was it didn't meet people's expectations because it, it was all in their it was all running in the background, how it looked. How well, it... listen, that's a whole other episode, but yeah, I think that's part of it. But really, I think the disappointment becomes how come we didn't get to see it? Like, you know, why, why did we, you know, get through six hours of movies and didn't really get to it? And I think he knew that halfway and went, you know what? We better make a cartoon to fill in some of the blanks here. <laughs> so they made the, the 2D cartoon. And then they started making the the other one. That's and suddenly you're filling in all this backstory that kind of should have been filled in in those prequels, where if they you know started with a, him as a teenager instead of a kid, you might have gotten to the Clone Wars, you know, like it made it like a World War II movie for the second movie, and you know it never would have lived up to expectations, but it would have been you would have had it. As it is, you heard about it in the first movies, and you get the prequels, and you go, oh, how long was the Clone Wars? It was about 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It just kind of came and went. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a double a double whammy there. Now, but I know I'm, I'm the culprit of this, but I just want to say, where else are you going to get a Halloween episode that just goes right to the Clone Wars? Yeah. It's true. It's a lot of yeah. ground to cover. From two guys that. who are kind of, like, indifferent to it. It's, it's like it's the... Even... It's like the it's like a challenge. Like, yeah. see if you can get to the Clone Wars in four steps, starting with Halloween and candy. Maybe next Christmas we can get to the uh, Man from Uncle. Yeah, we'll be able to. Yeah. yeah. Sure. No problem at all. <clears throat> well, there you go. Let us know, everybody. All right. Yeah. And happy halloween to everyone. Happy Halloween, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon.